folks. This is the Freedom Wire Podcast. My name is Derek. Today I am back. I've been out of commission due to illness. Been battling with that annual cold, flu, whatever you want to call it, and uh, been bedridden like the uh, the old folks in uh, Willy Wonka. But I am back. I am out of bed, and I would love to get going on this program today and just jump right in. Uh, before I do that. Uh, just to give you an idea of what's ahead, uh, a little perspective on Democrats versus Republicans and what they are looking to do right now and going forward. Uh, an example of hypocrisy on the left, I'm sure you can nitpick left and right, but there are people calling for some pretty extreme things. So I want to highlight some hypocrisy on one person that you may know her name as AOC. Uh, also, I want to hit on fact-checking. What what exactly is happening with fact checking in the year two thousand nineteen? Is it is it really fact checking? It's not. I'll, I'll uh, elaborate on that, and then uh, if I have time, a little uh, piece that I read on why residents near the border want a wall. So uh, diving in, a uh, little perspective. So. You know, Trump is largely viewed as the most radical Republican out there, at least by Democrats. Uh, he cut taxes or corporate taxes down to about 20 to 22 percent. Uh, tax revenues, by the way, according to the recent CBO report, are projected to be 750 billion higher or higher over the next 10 years uh, than they were projected to be before, with you know the higher tax rate and all. Um, but the most radical Democrat, and I'm not talking about just any particular office, I'm just saying across the board, uh, has got to be uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Okay, so she just introduced legislation. Well, she proposed, it was a proposed legislation type of thing with a white paper, but uh, she she proposed this these policies that would call for the elimination, of course, that you probably know of, 100% of air travel, 100% of gas vehicles, and then also, of course, um, upgrading into or demolishing all buildings so they can be energy compliant, um, you know, a guaranteed job for all, housing for all, government, healthcare for all, paid leave, guaranteed vacations, guaranteed retirement, eliminating meat eating because of uh, farting livestock. And how, I mean, how is this not full-blown communism? I mean, Lenin would tell her to pump the brakes on this, like she's going a little too hard. Um, is there any comparison any longer about which which party is more radical? I mean, never mind that this proposal is impossible. Obviously, it's not going to happen. But for the sake of discussion here, since it is someone who's elected in Congress, I mean, this is, this is a sitting member of Congress. I mean, can we talk about the power, the fact that this woman actually has power and she's suggesting these things even that's a little scary uh there is not a single policy a, that trump advocates uh, or advocates for that would do even one one millionth the damage to this country as any one of those policies she's out advocating for whether it's the free um you know free retirement free college free you know eliminate all cars eliminate all air travel i mean any one of those would decimate our economy and she's out there putting them all in one bill. I mean, she wants to put it all in one bill. Um, I mean, how, okay, so what do we got on Trump's side? 
what are his extreme policies that the left hates? The wall, a little $5 billion wall. That's, that's not going to make a dent in the economy. That's not going to do a damn thing to the economy. Uh, there's nothing that radical other than the principle of it. If you are opposed to it, then that's radical to you. But it's not radical in any economic sense, in anything that's actually going to affect you uh, in your home, in your uh, wallet, in your you know day-to-day -day life when it comes to trying to find money to go uh, you know out to dinner with your spouse or or uh, pay for your your kids uh, you know soccer or 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 hockey or whatever it is extracurricular activities etc um, you know she is coming for your pocketbook she is coming for your date night dinner money she's coming for your kids shoes she's coming for your kid I mean when you're proposing these radical radical um, measures that's what you're actually saying I wish you could actually translate it so that people didn't hear all the political fluffery and the things that make people, um, you know, lured toward these dumb ideas. I wish they would actually just ha hear it as it is. So instead of hearing free health care or instead of hearing uh, free retirement, you would hear free in the sense that you'll be entitled to it, but the cost, of course, is that you can't go out to uh, dinner and have that nice steak dinner with your uh, spouse. Um, and then it's recurrent because this is an ongoing cost. So I'm not just asking for a little money now. Um, I'm asking for all of your money forever. Um, that's a, a big, big um, difference between what, what Trump's policies are trying to do and people like AOC. Um, you know, I mean, she's looking to eliminate all, all vehicles. I mean, what, what she's trying to send us back to the dark ages. Trump is just trying to get the economy going a bit, you know, and, and he is. So, you know, Trump could cause the next Great Depression, and it would be better than adopting even half of what AOC proposes. Because 100% of what AOC proposes is communism. So even half of communism sucks, okay? So I would, I would take the Great Depression over half of communism. Uh, and speaking of uh, AOC, uh, there was a uh, Brett Scher over at the Washington Free Beacon today had a great piece showing a little bit of her hypocrisy. Uh, you may recall uh, she was complaining recently as uh, maybe I think a few months back that uh, she couldn't afford the high DC rent just before she moved uh, you know, into office. Uh, so context is what matters here though. Uh, she is a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. She just put out that legislation I just highlighted that to Congress, um, the white paper and all that proposed the elimination of all those things and um, basically just insanity. And so now, now back to AOC herself. So as a member of Congress, she earns, uh, I believe, $174,000 a year, and that's fine. But I would wager a strong bet that she doesn't donate 50 to 60% of that to taxes. And why am I so sure of this? Well, apparently she's living a bourgeois lifestyle. Uh, sure reports that she moved into a luxury apartment building where even a studio apartment exceeds $2,000 a month and it gets better. Uh, the woman calling to ban all cars, uh, what do you think she drives around in? Think she's biking to work? 
Does she drive a Prius at the very least? Nope. Uh, she actually drives a fossil fuel-fed car with an internal combustion engine, just like the rest of us. Doesn't matter which one, just shows she's a big, fat hypocrite. She wants you to have your car banned, banned, gone. Like, get it the heck out of the world in the next 10 years. And she's still driving around in these these uh, vehicles she claims to uh, despise. The, the ones that are going to end the world in the next 12 years, according to her. She still hasn't quite got the, um, you know, motivation to to get rid of hers, which is uh, reminds me of Bernie Sanders and his calls for all of this massive, um, so these massive socialist uh, policies and, and increased taxation while he has three homes. I mean, I have, uh, I have zero homes, like owned homes. I do not even have a mortgage. I, I, I rent in an apartment, um, you know, cause I'm in Northern Virginia. It's super expensive, but you know, Bernie has three homes. So, you know, that, that just goes to show a lot of the hypocrisy that you see with these socialist types. Um, and, and, you know, you can see it when you look at Venezuela too. The wealthiest person in Venezuela is Chavez's daughter. She's worth 4.2 billion and she's only 35 years old. Her entire socialist country is starving to death. But these, you know, wealthy redistribu uh, redistributionists, that is a difficult word to say when you're sick. I don't know why. Uh, anyways, these wealthy people that are running these top-down regimes, uh, socialist re regimes, somehow find a way to make sure their family get paid well. So 4.2 billion, I mean, when you're talking in Venezuela, like that's, I don't know what their currency is other than basically tissue paper. I don't know if it has no more value. It's less valuable than the paper it's printed on. Um, but she has 4.2 billion in U.S. dollars. That's in U.S. dollars. So what, you know, what do you think is going to happen? You want this in America? You know, because that's exactly what's going to happen if you relinquish your freedom and your hard-earned money to these idealists. If the government were run by God, I would give up my money and have faith that it was, you know, for the best. But it's not. It's run by corruptible human beings, you know, like you and me. We're all corruptible in some way. If this, you know, if not this guy, then the next guy. I mean, being in in terms of corruption, maybe the first guy that comes to power, or first gal that comes to power, won't be the one who corrupts it. But if you open that level of power to, to such a small group of people, you know, what do you think is going to happen when someone becomes ambitious? Because I'll tell you what, the type of people who get, um, you know, into power in governments tend to be more on the sociopathic side than they are, you know, super humble. Okay. So the people that think that they can control your lives, you know, they aren't exactly you know, they don't always have their own affairs in order, if you know what I mean. Uh, you see that all the time with politicians, such as here in uh, in, in Virginia. Um, you know, the fact that they're all hypocrites is, is only one of the red flags. Um, just the other week, I brought up an article highlighting the vast number of uh, people fleeing from New York to Florida because of its low taxes. Well, get this. On that same piece I talked about uh, at, at the Washington Free Beacon, uh, sure mentions that 
AOC's own mother fled New York City to Florida because of the high cost of living. So, I mean, does does AOC not understand that she's advocating for the very policies that would have driven her mother out of town even sooner? I mean, these people are morons. They're just stupid. I'm 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 at this point. I don't mean to say all Democrats. That's not what I mean. I am talking about the socialist loving types. The socialist loving types, maybe they mean well, but the numbers do not add up. Grab a calculator, look at some numbers, Google some results. Um, you know, one one that I would I would like to highlight is the national debt, the deficit, the spending. You know, look at some of these things and do some basic analysis and tell yourself, hey, you know, pose the question to yourself. Do you want your your kids and your kids' kids to be dealing with this kind of massive debt? It, it sounds like a, I mean, that's a, it's not a, a nice thing to do. You know, it's not the moral thing to do just to give away free health care, free everything. You're actually giving away your children's freedom, your children's, you know, autonomy. You're, you're, you're giving it all away, and they don't even get a vote, and that's the shame of it. All right, so fact-checking. Last week during the State of the Union address, there were countless sites that were offering fact-checks of Trump's speech. Anytime he does anything, I'm, I think if he were to uh, go use the toilet and he said, hey, uh, I'll be back in five minutes, I need to take a dump, um, I think there would be people actually with a stopwatch out there timing him and calling him a liar and showing it proof that Trump lies. Um, I mean, that's how absurd it's gotten. Um, here's, here's just a few uh, high, to highlight for you. Um, it, it doesn't matter what he does. Number uh, First one, he said that a record number of women are present in Congress. He was fact-checked by NPR, claiming that the women are mostly Democrats. Well, he didn't say that. So how on earth... Is that a fact check? That's just you chiming in, saying like, oh, you don't like that he congratulated the women in Congress. Um, next one up. When Trump introduced a Holocaust survivor, he quoted the survivor as saying, to me, the American soldiers were proof that God exists. And they came down from the sky. They came down from heaven. The New York Times took some time out of their busy schedules to fact check him on this one, saying that Jews don't believe in heaven. So uh, thank you, New York Times. You're, you're really helping the world out. Um, fact checking Trump and his, his genuinely you know, precious moment that he had there with the Holocaust survivor there in front of everybody in Congress um, and, the, and the country. Uh, so bravo. Um, Politico. Politico got in on this. They fact-checked him for saying that one-third of female migrants are abused, sexually abused, raped, basically. Uh, and the fact-check said that, well, only 31% or 31-point-something percent of female migrants were abused. It, when you say one-third, that's what you mean. You mean like 30 to 35%. That's not something you fact-check on. Dig into something else. That's not, that's, that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> Okay, um, and, and by the way, New York Times wasn't done. They fact-checked him for saying the border situation is an urgent national crisis. And now, how can you even fact-check something like that? That's, that's more subjective. That's more, 
I, I'm deeming this, and by the way, I'm the commander-in-chief and the president of the United States. If I deem something a national uh, crisis, I can do that if I damn well please. But, you know, beside the point, that's that's so subjective. You're going, you're, that's like saying your favorite um, pie is apple pie. And, that, well, subjectively, I've seen you, you know, I've seen you really seem to enjoy yourself when you had a pecan pie, you know, on uh, Thanksgiving. So I, I have evidence that maybe it's not your favorite. So thus, it's only partially true. That's what these fact check sites do. They'll, they'll like find something that, well, it's only partially true. Even if it's 99% true. Oh, well, it's partially true because there is one little thing that I cherry picked and, you know, we can safely say that that's only partially true now. No. It means you're just a hack and you're just an idiot who has it out for the, you know, whoever it is you're fact checking. That's all that means. Um, you know, I say all of this to, just to demonstrate the level of absurdity these fact checkers will sink to. So what do they have to say about AOC's Green New Deal? Perhaps the most ridiculous document to ever make its way through Congress. Crickets. There's no one fact checking any of those things. The most ridiculous, absurd document that ever, you know, made it to Washington, D.C. They don't have anything to say about that. Um, you know, remember what this media put Sarah Palin through when she came on the scene? I mean, it's just AOC can't even keep her story straight throughout the same day. Um, over at the Hill, uh, John Concha went on uh, Fox and Friends and blasted uh, Chuck Todd and AOC and the media more broadly, he said, here is one very key part here, Brian. Here is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to NPR yesterday. The question, this proposal requires massive government intervention, doesn't it? She answers, it does. I have no problem saying that. Later that day, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went to uh, MSNBC, uh, went to Chuck Todd on his show, and responded differently. She said, one way, uh, or one way that the right does to try to mischaracterize what we are doing as if it's some kind of massive government takeover, end quote. So in other words, she's contradicting herself in real time, separated by mere minutes or hours, and Todd, Chuck Todd couldn't even challenge her on it. That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about media bias that you will not challenge her on that broad and obvious lie. I mean, she is talking about, you know, turning the, the country communist, essentially, and you can't even ask her some questions. You can't even probe a bit. You know, you, you probe on any little detail. That, Like I was saying with the, the toilet thing with Trump, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, the tiniest little thing, you are going to be probing, not just probing, you are going to be aggressively calling him a liar in advance while you have fact checkers out there finding crap to support your position. Um, so that, that, that's right. You know, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, AOC said it does require a massive government intervention. And then she claims that mis conservatives mischaracterize her for saying that it would require a massive government takeover. So I'll, I'll let you again, just look at that, look at the two sides, and look at what she's saying, and tell me if you want to be on that on that team, on that bandwagon that's pulling the damn country, you know, into uh, the 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 claws of communism. I mean, it's it's like the 
If you've ever seen like the movie Saw, I don't know which one. There's like 30 of them at this point. But the, the premise is the same in, in almost all of them in that, you know, these people have to play like this game to avoid, you know, being massacred in some horrible way. Uh, the most recent one I saw on Netflix, I don't know, it was Halloween. But the guys and gals there were tied up to chains and it was pulling them closer and th closer and closer to uh, saws that were on the, you know, mounted or you know, mounted on the wall and, and it was pulling them into the saws. And the only way was to um, cut themselves to make sure that they bled. Um, and if they, if they could, you know, muster up the courage to put their forearm out as they got closer to the wall um, and, and got, you know, nicked. I mean, and there's no such thing as a small nick by a, a you know, a saw, you know, a, a mechanical saw. But it, it did release the, the chains and they didn't die from it. I feel like that's where we're at with, uh, with, the, with the left, with the Democratic Party and the policies that they're pushing. Um, we're going to need to get nicked. I feel like there's nothing that's actually going to cause this um, momentum to to uh, decrease in, unless we actually get nicked by socialism. And that is scary because, you know, you're, you're inches away from full-blown tyranny, full-blown communism, full-blown, um, you know, socialism. You know, you go too far in that direction, you're right there in front of the saw. And... Uh, that's kind of where we're at with this. Um, hopefully we don't. I mean, I would love to think we're stronger than the chain that's pulling us towards the wall, but I don't know. I mean, in the past hundred years, you know, progressives always get what they want. Just give it time. That's the beauty of what they always push for is that, you know, they, they may not win that fight today, but the government is always expanding. So, you know, eventually they will get their way. Um, maybe, you know, maybe not in our lifetime, they won't get it to be full-blown socialist or full-blown communist, but that's the direction that they're pushing, and you already can see it in the proposals that they're pushing, that that's what they want, and that's what the extreme ones at least want. Not saying everybody who's a Democrat wants that. Uh, hopefully there's enough that, you know, have some uh, sense, you know, sense enough not to, to push to that degree. Uh, maybe they still want to have you know, government involvement in a lot of different things. And that's just, you know, they don't, they have their other reasons why they don't like conservatives. Um, okay. But, you know, hopefully there are enough that have sense that will, will push back against, you know, eliminating all air travel or, uh, you know, anything that that's radical and needs to be addressed like overnight, according to these people. No, you're not, I'm not giving you all of my freedom overnight just because you say so. That ain't happening. I, I, I'm, I was not born yesterday, okay? And I've read a lot of uh, philosophy and a lot of um, books and, you know, on history and uh, economics and things. And uh, look, the, the things these people were battling back then were battling right now. It's just a different time. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, sit back and, and let them, uh, you know, just win this fight. You know, we got to push back and, and retain our freedom. We have to. Uh, we have no choice. What else is there? You want to just give up and let them have their socialist paradise and, and 
you know, destroy America. I'm personally, I'm not willing to just go dive into that saw that I was just speaking of. Not doing it. Not doing it. I'll get nicked. I am sure as hell not, you know, voluntarily letting them drag us into that. Uh, so next up, why residents near the border want a wall. So a column over at the Washington Examiner today brought up some great, or well, not today, it was a few days back because I've been sick, so I had to postpone this uh, piece. But uh, anyways, the, the article brought up uh, some good points on why residents want a wall. Many residents, I can't speak for all of them. I don't think they are, are trying to do so. But uh, first is law enforcement officials are too far away. Not just Border Patrol, but police officers too. Some residents along the border are 40 miles or more away from the nearest police station. Think about that. When you've got, you know, MS-13 criminals, you know, crawling into the country, you know, across the border right by your house, there are law enforcement officials 40 miles away. How, I mean, they may have been on the move for the last three, four days, and here they are crossing through right where you live and you don't know if they've, you know, you don't know anything about this, this person. They haven't been checked at a border at a, at a checkpoint. That's the, that's the entire point. It's not that I'm assuming all of them are criminals. They're not. I'm just telling you none of the people that are crossing illegally are checked in any database or anything. And if I'm living on the border, that would terrify me, especially knowing that the nearest police officer is 40 freaking miles away. Um, you know, in the, in the article, they quote, quoted, uh, I don't know, somebody on the article, uh, said when your station is out of Lordsburg, New Mexico, which is 95 miles to get down here to the border, even if you have a hundred thousand sensors, now you have an hour and a half drive to get down there. So, you know, how are you going to even respond when, you know, some of these, distances are so vast. I mean, I'm not saying a, a wall is going to fix everything, but it will help in some of these cases where, you know, the nearest law enforcement are really far away. Uh, next up, the border crisis has spread resources too thin. So, you know, there's many cases where two to four agents alone are tasked with receiving up to 300 to 400 migrants at a time at the border. That's you know, almost a hundred, a hundred migrants per person. That's bonkers. Um, how can we expect them to uh, cover all this ground while simultaneously seeing to the care of the migrants crossing the border? This isn't just dangerous for the border uh, agents, but also for the migrants. When you have this kind of um, flood across the border, and then you have uh, you know agents who can only do so much because there's only so many of them. Well. Everybody's at risk at that point. You know, the agents dealing with 100 plus people and then the 100 plus people who might need medical care at that point. Not to mention all of the, you know, criminals who've circumvented any uh, checks and balances that we usually have with our um, immigration process. So uh, next up, the barbed wire fence is not working. People cut right through the fence and it's just porous in areas. So having a wall will funnel migrants, migrants to areas where agents are waiting, where they actually have resources. You know, why would they put resources, human resources, not, you know, HR, but you know what I mean. Uh, why would they put their agents in areas that 
are way the heck out, out of Dodge. They're way out there where there's no guarantee that migrants are crossing at that point. But now they're just disconnected from everything. You need to have walls in areas where, you know, maybe the agents are less likely to patrol. You need to have, you know, the, the agents ready to receive the larger number of migrants in the areas where they are likely to come across. Uh, and next, and lastly, they mentioned technology can only do so much. You know, while technology such as drones, sensors, and cameras might alert officials to the presence of illegal immigrants and smugglers, it would still tax manpower resources, and officials may not be able to arrive in time. Sensors and cameras require manpower on both the monitoring end and the response end. And also, you know, where is this technology going to be mounted? Most of the times it can't be mounted on a barbed wire fence because they're, you know, they aren't tall enough and they, or they aren't strong enough. So, you know, the, the technology solution that the Democrats are, are proposing, it's not really an answer. It's like in Afghanistan, you know, we had a lot of uh, guard towers. We had a lot of uh, soldiers. We had a lot of sensors. We had a lot of cameras. We had a lot of things. But they all worked together. It was a layered system. You know, there's a lot of deterrence there. But, I mean, walls obviously work because that's what we use in every sense or every location we're at. Whether we're at a FOB, you know, or whether we're at a base or whether we are, uh, you know, anywhere. I mean, if we're back home in, in the United States, even around our military bases here, we have walls. We have fences. You know, we have sensors. We have cameras. We have things that stop people from entering. I mean, the, the, the root, you know, cause of this, or I, I should say an enabling factor here, is that many Democrats don't want the immigration to end. They want it to accelerate. So that is uh, certainly going to play a role in their love or hate of a wall. Uh, so on that note, that is the end of the program today. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Derek. This is the Freedom Warrior Podcast. As always, enjoy your freedom, folks. Uh, please subscribe, and I will see you again soon. Yeah.